Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on Demand. No! Can't remember my roommate's name. But we couldn't get into the, our, our room. And two exotic dancers came down the hallway and said, here you go. Let us give you a hand with that. How about that? I was 16. It was like, whoa. Andy at Edmonton has checked in, by the way. She says, hmm, flashback. I did find glitter around an ex's house all the way into the bedroom. Now you know. No charge. This is the Rod Peterson Show. <laughs> Uh, yes, it is. Hello, Canada and Canadian <laughs> sports fans around the world. What a day that was, by the way. Oh. What a day that was. It's episode number 503 of Canada's daytime sports talk show, and we are on the air. And you might be wondering why I'm wearing a bunny hug today in the middle of summer. It is game day for Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. As they go to lock it down against the Colorado Avalanche tonight at the Fortress. But you know what? I don't know where you are. Maybe some of you are lucky enough to be sunning yourself. We're not. <laughs> it's raining here today, and it's chilly, and it's ugly in the sweatpants capital. Yeah, and this setting in for like three, four days of rain. That's what I'm hearing. You know, um, but, you know, don't kid yourself. I think by now nobody's surprised and wondering why you're wearing the Golden Knights hoodie on a daily basis. They know it's game day. <laughs> they know That's it's right. game day. That's right. And, uh, hey, Bill Lothian watching from the deep south. He writes and he says, good windy and wet morning. RP show. Trotsy and the boys simply outworked the Bruins down to one more series. Jays won a goofy one. Well, I'll get into that. I'll get into all of that uh, here. But coming up on the program today, I got my guests written down backwards. Looks like hour one, we've got CFL future Hall of Famer Arlen Bruce III. Believe that's hour one. And in hour two, Spokane Chiefs legend and current Winnipeg Jets TV color man Kevin Sawyer is going to be with us. Soyzy. And we maybe a University of North Dakota men's hockey alumni. <clears throat> it's something that Clark's been working on. Here's the deal. They're having their golf tournament down there in Grand Forks. And I think the <laughs> – oh, it's in Scottsdale? The UND men's hockey alumni is in Scottsdale, the golf tournament. Oh, gotcha. He's telling me in my ear. So basically what they're saying was, if we're not too buckled, we'll have a guy for you later on. It's just like in the middle of this party, we're going to set up a laptop (laughs) and Rod's just going to crash the party. That's their idea, by the way. But they're like, and we don't really know who we're going to get. So go back to that UND team. We might get any one of them. (laughs) (laughs) What's the whole school alum? Like, look at all the guys that came through here. They're like, we're in good enough condition. We'll be with you. We'll be on later on in hour two. So Uh. I know. So we fly by the seat of our pants here on the old RP show. And um, quick six show topics, please, uh, Director Jordan, if you don't mind. So number one is I see Joe Lazito is writing in from New York. The Islanders are moving on as they vanquished the beat-up Boston Bruins last night, 6-2. And the Islanders really 
busted it open late. It was a pretty good game. Pretty good game. But at the Isles, they just got something going. There's some sort of mojo there about it being in the last year in the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Joel Azito was writing me last night from the game. He's like, oh, God, I wish you were here. I'm like, put your phone down and just enjoy the game, Joe. And at least you got a great game, which it was a great game last night. And the Isles are moving on. And are we not all starting to think about the 80s Islanders? I mean, you're not. You weren't alive yet. But Clark Gillies, Brian Trache, Bobby Bourne, Chico Resch, those guys are all right from here. They're rectangle. And it just seems like they got that mojo going again. But they're lining up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I, they're just so... Strong. We got lots of time to preview that series, but I just say the Islanders got something going. But they're they're a lot of fun to watch. How much of the game did you watch last night? I watched a lot. They're a lot of fun to watch. They really are, you know. And Nelson's goal, right? That was really oh yeah, the winner. Oh, it was a great one. Um, So watching that and. And here's the thing, too, and going back and forth with Bruins fans, they're done with Tuka Rask. Did you know the Bruins fans? They're done with Tuka Rask. Too many big games that he hasn't been able to step up to the plate. And He's no Tim Thomas. Been shaky and uh, unreliable. So they don't like Tuka Rask. But that's every fan base gets a little hurt after a game like that. But, uh, hey, man, the Isles are fun. Barry Trotz, uh, you know, he's, he's out coaching. Out coached Bruce Cassidy, out coached Sullivan, right? You know, Barry Trotz has really, you know, has finger on the right buttons in New York. And, uh, man, I can't wait for the next series. Well, maybe this is their time. At some point, the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to have to go down, and maybe it's this year. But it's a rematch of last year's uh, Eastern Conference final, and it's going to be a tremendous series. Uh, Point two, can I point this out that Lou Lamarillo? You know where I'm going with this? Yep. Actually, Steve Simmons tweeted it last night. He's like, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Why did the Leafs let go of Lou Lamarillo? Or it was like, why was Brennan Shanahan allowed to push out Lou Lamarillo with the Leafs? I'm not the resident Leafs guy. I'm surrounded by them. So how does that get forgotten every year when the Leafs are now booking tea times and the Islanders are still playing? Like, at what point is somebody held accountable for the fact that they got, I'm sorry, I think the wrong general manager running the Toronto Maple Leafs. You had Lou, and he left. Because he didn't like the direction of the organization. Yeah, and you know what? I don't have a problem with what Kyle Dubas has done with the roster. I don't think there's any. I don't think he really has an issue with that. The good roster just doesn't know how to win yet. Um, and so you made that decision. Kyle Dubas is your future, and you kind of had to choose. Do we go future and take our lumps and, and go with the guy long term, Dubas, or do we stay with Lamarillo? And I, they made that choice, and I don't dislike the choice. But what Lou brings and what seems to have happened with Lou and with Barry Trotz and then down into the lineup, culture, right? And that's completely what's missing in Toronto is culture, which they have to develop. So, yeah, Lou brings instant culture. Whether it's about shaving your beard or not, it works. It works. From Joe Lozito, he says, Lou and Barry have completely changed the culture of this organization. Thanks, MLSE. There it is. For giving us Lou Lamarillo. But I'm watching last night because Paul Mary's got a full beard, and I just thought, what? I get screwed up by teams in that tri-state area. It's like, so Paul Mary's got a beard. Lamarillo has an anti-facial hair edict. And then I'm thinking, well, back in the day, Ken Morrill with the Islanders had a beard and Clark Gillies. Yeah, but Lou was running the Devils, not the Islanders. That's right. So did he shelve this edict for the playoffs? Is that a, is that a thing? Lou Lamarillo's... Clean-shaven policy's gone for the playoffs? I believe that's the case. Ken Danico had a beard. Yeah. I think Brodeur didn't even grow one once in a while. You wouldn't see it. No, you wouldn't. I know. 
Anyways, that's our take on Lou. I'm not sure that I got an answer for that. Um, point three, Colorado-Vegas game six tonight. Um, my brother always texts me before these games because he's a huge, long-suffering Golden Knights fan just like myself. And he's like, "What? Uh, any predictions? And I always pick Vegas will win. The other night, I think I said 4-1 Vegas and it went to overtime. <laughs> Hope he doesn't mind me saying this. He goes, Mark Stone looks like he just came out of a cave. <laughs> that was from my brother He's last like night. Oh, he looks like a caveman. Come on. I and I don't remember him being this good in Brandon. I don't remember Ryan Reeves being this good in Brandon. If something's happened, these guys have hit another gear in the National Hockey League, and it's so much fun to watch. I'm not going to make a prediction other than this is what I know. I'm going to be watching the game at 7 p.m. Mountain tonight. The world will stop. Okay? That's all I got to say. The over-under is 5.5. I'm trying to find who is favored, and I, I couldn't find it, but the over-under is 5.5, if anybody cares. Point four, CFL stuff. Um, well, my phone blew up yesterday with CFL people with our comments in this section yesterday of the warm-up for E. coli Electric. Um, one personnel guy. This I'm just telling you what I'm hearing, okay? One personnel guy told me that he was told that there's a 50-50 chance that the CFL will play. So take that for what you will. I said yesterday, name me one instance in the last year where I was wrong and somebody texted me from a team and said, well, you said MLSC is funding the CFL. That's wrong. I said, I didn't say they're funding it. I said, they're running it. MLSC kept the CFL off the field last year and they might do it again this year. So I just, I know it's semantics, but I don't feel I've been wrong in a lot of what I've reported. But what, what, the players are saying, and they're so excited because they've never had a voice, per se, like what this show is for them. Uh, some player representatives said they think that the CFL players, after this season, when they agree to all these massive pay cuts, every single one of them should be allowed to sign in the National Football League after the 2021 season. And they're like, what do you think of that? And I said, well, I think they should be allowed to sign in the NFL after every season, every one of them. I really believe that. Um, and when I said to you in your office here before the show that I was going to bring this up, your eyes lit up. You think it's a great concept? I think it's a great concept, and I'd never thought about it. I never thought about it, and I think it's, I think it's wonderful. I do think, you know, I don't like holding people back from advancement, right? If you're holding somebody back, then they're going to be disgruntled, and they're not going to be of value to you anyway, even if they're the best player in the Canadian Football League. If they're thinking about the NFL and you're the one holding them back, are they really going to be you know, a real big value to you? Probably not. And I don't, I don't think we should be selfish in that regard. So I think that's awesome. I think if they take a pay cut, there should be a, that should be what the players ask for. Look at, we'll take it. But look at, we want the out clause. If we, wanna, if, we get, if we have a chance to go, we want to be able to go. Period. End of story. Do you think that they, they're, they're no. not going to give them this concession? Of course not. Of course not. So you knew it. <laughs> of course not. And we're dreaming here. Yeah. We're in dreamland, but hey, look at I like to be romantic about those kinds of things, and maybe they do the it's right thing. It's a hockey versus football thing. I, I said to Darren, if a guy was having an amazing American Hockey League season and was to be called up in the NHL, would they hold him back in the American Hockey League? I don't even know if that being a thing or that even happening. I don't understand why there's such a difference. Why, why do you hold the players back? But <clears throat> what the hell do I know? Yeah. Uh, I've raised people's ire this morning. Sean Gange, watching on Facebook, writes that and says, Mark Stone had 123 points in Brandon his final year. I didn't say it was bad. I just, I was there. 
I just don't remember him being this dominant. Okay, what do you have? Five or six points in a game this year? In the National Hockey League? The guy was a man among boys in junior. He's looking like a man among boys in the National Hockey League. It's far harder to do. That's all that I'm saying. Uh, Sean Dufour is watching. He's a WHL linesman. Stone was very good in Brandon. I didn't say he wasn't. And speaking of, Leanne Hajdu writes in. She says, long-suffering Vegas fan. They haven't been around that long. How about that? You guys got to understand. Don't ever take me seriously. Really funny. You're taking me far too seriously. And by the way, if the Vegas Golden Knights knock off Colorado in either Game 6 tonight or Game 7 when it happens... They'll be to the conference finals for the third time in their first four years. Seems like a first, right? It's not. Apparently, the Blues did that. And the New York Rangers. Okay. Didn't know. Who knew? Who knew? How about that? Uh, Jays hammered the White Sox last night in a, one, in a fun one. What did it end up? 6-2, I think. It was yep. like 2-2 two, two late, and the Blue Jays just broke out. Sean McCormick's watching from Mission Control in downtown Toronto from the Game Plus control room, and he says, it's odd. Sean writes in, I agree with your takes on CFL players wanting to go to the NFL, but I hate when players hold out from their team to try and go to other teams, not honoring their contract that way. Re-Aaron Rodgers. That's a simple um, apples and oranges argument there. Yeah, that's the side of it. It's like, look at, somebody said, why are contracts in place? William May did um, in the first place. They need to protect you from lateral movements. I don't think contracts should protect you from, <laughs> should hold you back from moving up, yeah. right? But lateral movements, yeah, that's why you have them in place. It's just an interesting topic. Maybe we'll spend more time on that later. Arlen Bruce would be a good guy to ask about that, wouldn't he? Absolutely. Um, Joe Lozito clearly loving the show today regarding that stat that the New York Rangers went to the conference finals three times in their first four years. Joe said, well, yeah, but the Rangers did it in the 1800s. So, yeah, there were six teams back then. Everybody made the playoffs. Thanks for reminding me, Joe. Thanks for grounding me. Everybody needs somebody to do that for you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Janeth Four Seasons writes in. She says, good start from Malik Manoa, too. He was outstanding last night. They got a good one there. Oh, yeah. They need more Alec Manoas, though. That's right. Uh, hey, the warm-up is brought to you by Ecole Electric. You're a complete electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Estevan, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Ecole Electric, let's get to work right after coffee. Um, my sixth point of the Quick Six show topics here is regarding the Canadian Elite Basketball League. This is the league that they want to be the basketball version of the CFL. And so they sent out a release. The Canadian Elite Basketball League confirmed its 2021 regular season will tip off June 24th, as the league had previously announced April 21st. In preparing for the season, the CEBL developed a comprehensive return to play plan that prioritizes the safety of athletes, officials, and staff. Approvals of the plan from public health and government stakeholders in Alberta, B.C., Ontario, and Saskatchewan have now been received, ensuring that the season will begin as scheduled. they got teams now, Ottawa, Hamilton, Guelph, Saskatoon, Edmonton, Fraser Valley. That's it, right? The games run CBC and CBC Gym. And close friend of ours is Mike Morielli, the commissioner of the league. CFL great, great cup champion. 
He said in the release, CEBL athletes, officials, and staff are ecstatic to start our season. We are proud to demonstrate how sport can safely resume and lead the industry back to play. We expect to be among the first Canadian leagues to welcome fans back to our venues in the coming months. We hope to see investments from provincial and federal governments that match the growing demand for basketball in Canada. There's more. We'll talk about it later, but I just wanted to get that out there that the Canadian Elite Basketball League is playing. It's a fantastic league. It's got national coverage on CBC. We're close friends with the teams. It's a nice breath of fresh air there. Oh, big time that they're going to play. Yes. And I can't wait to get into the building. I really can't. You know, we talked about that, right? And something maybe we got to dig deeper into. But when, when Saskatoon opens their season, you know, with the province of Saskatchewan saying that we're going to be full stadiums by, what, middle of July... And that's right at the time that they're going to be opening their stadium for their first uh, home opener, right, in July. It might be a full building. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't that be something? We were courtside at those games. I mean, I can't wait to get back and, and, and get to Sastel Center for those games. It's going to be fun. So I want Arlen Bruce to think about this in the commercial break because he's lined up, they tell me, and ready to go. And uh, Arlen, listen, we all want the CFL to play, obviously. That's the plan. We've just been outlining the hurdles here. And, and again... There's a movement amongst the players and their representatives that uh, all CFL players after this season should be allowed to sign in the National Football League. Just a tryout because they're going to be subject to all these pay cuts this year. I want to get Arlen's take on that and more. That's next. Kevin Sawyer on the way to the Winnipeg Jets. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV Network. This has been the uh, warm-up for eCall Electric on YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Welcome back, everybody. The poll question today, which I was remiss and did not mention, it is for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center. Will the Golden Knights eliminate Colorado tonight? On Twitter, 54% of you saying, yes, they will. And on Facebook, 52% saying, no, they won't. So it seems like a 50-50 proposition. The odds makers would call it a pick 7 p.m. Mountain face-off in the Fortress tonight. Arlen Bruce III is a Kansas product, played with his hometown Chiefs in 2000 in the National Football League, came to the CFL, spent a couple seasons with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, then back to the league with the 49ers. And then back up here with the Argos, Ticats, BC Lions, the Alouettes. Listen, he's a Hall of Famer in waiting, two-time Great Cup champion. Whoa, my three, four, five-time division all-star, three-time All-Canadian. He's a legend, and he's got the ring on today. AB3, how you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. Huge fan here, longtime fan, as you know. And they tell me that you are in Edmonton today. What business takes you to the City of Champions today? Well, I'm actually in a limousine right now with uh, Image Limousine. I'm actually uh, one of the representatives. So if you come to Edmonton, you need some limo services. We have four different fleets, stretch limos, bus limos. Uh, contact me and I can hook you up. 
Loonies and Toonies. They're writing in already. Loonies and Toonies, baby. That's what Jason and Red Deer said. Arlen, before we get in, <laughs> before we get into the football stories, can you update your fans? What's happening in your life these days? First of all, I just want to say hello, everybody in Canada. I haven't left since I've been up here. I love Canada. Every team I play for, all five teams, I love everybody in Canada. I apologize to the LGBTQ community for the comments I made years ago. I didn't mean it. It was out of silliness. But I'm back here. I'm here now. I got so much love for Canada. I need The Rock to contact me so we can see if, if a merger is even possible, see if Canada even want to do something like that. I think it'll be great because it'll bring the salary up. It'll bring the unity of the world because there's football everywhere in the whole world. Why not use Canada as a, a base to merge and do something great for the league and the, in the world? Why not? Yeah, no kidding. By the way, I must say you look like a million dollars, Arlen. I shouldn't have expected anything else, but you look like you could still play. Could you? Uh, you know what? Right now, as a director of international scouting for a major company out of New York, I represent professional athletes, uh, baseball, football, and basketball. So I'm the guy that can – I've experienced it. Right now, I play basketball, I shoot free throws, but as far as getting physical and running routes, I can run routes. I can sell you, but I won't be doing that anymore. I really just want to see about getting to the Hall of Fame and helping other these, these young kids that's coming up to have a, a career in professional sports because uh, football is amazing, especially in Canada. And uh, I just want to give back, really. Well, I read off your resume at the start here, and um, Arlen became the 14th receiver in CFL history to hit 10,000 yards receiving. It's a very elite group. I mentioned you're a two-time Great Cup champion, so we got to get on that Hall of Fame thing. It's a slam dunk, obviously, but um, we just got to push it across the finish line. But for the BC Lions fans watching, and all CFL fans for that matter, your name is tied with Tad Cornegay. You know what I'm going to say. 2011, the team's 0-5. They sign you two, and poof, you take off like a rocket. It's lore, man. But I've never talked to you about yeah. your side of that story because you and Tad are credited with getting it done. What do you? What's your side of that story? Oh, you know, it was it was an amazing feeling because a week before I was traded to the BC Lions, I met with Dante Morris, Corey Banks, Jarius Jackson, and a few other BC Lions players when we played out there when I was in Hamilton. They said, hey, we heard you were getting traded. I said, what are you talking about? You know, so anyway, long story short, uh, Wally, uh, Wally Buono and Bobo Bilovich traded me the next week and... Uh, I said, well, you guys sent me closer to the Great Cup. Thank you. You know what I mean? And that was my mentality, the confidence. I was close to the Great Cup. A $600 million stadium being built. I mean, I had so much energy to see mountains every day to go to practice in the Sky Train. It just revived me and added like 10 years to my life. So it was, thank you, Cats, And I love the CFL. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daryl in Toronto writes in uh, from the Beneath Sports podcast on Twitter. He says, the Lions uh, declined in popularity in recent years. Arlen, having played there, is winning the only thing needed to turn around attendance and popularity for the Lions? Uh, I don't think winning. I think how you, uh, the players that you get on the, I mean, because there's so many great players out there. I mean, if you look at their their stories and their history, I mean, you could have a quarterback that never played and then he gets the opportunity to play and start. I mean, there's so much history. I mean, I think you just have to give guys opportunity and, and see what they do instead of just 
looking at their resume so much and just see what a guy can do when he gets out there. That's that's what I'm really like encouraging players that I'm working with. I'm working with I'm working with uh, artists. I'm working with uh, NFL, CFL, NBA players. I'm just, just encouraging man, just be the best you you can be because there's somebody in that scout room that says, hey, we need a guy like that. So all I can do is just encourage people to just be great every day and, uh, you know, take advantage of your opportunities. Uh, with this with this merger with the CFL and XFL, I think people need to be patient because uh, everybody signs a, a non-disclosure. You can't really reveal all the information. But I, I don't think it would hurt the CFL by merging. I think it would bring unity to the world of football. You know what I mean? Um, that's what I think, so. <laughs> oh, but listen, Arlen, that's why I've always felt an affinity for you. I've been saying this for 20 years. When the XFL started in 01, I thought we should merge. And I faced the firing squad for that. But the reason I was a big fan of yours as a player was like, I feel like I get you. And let's tell the world about the night in Hamilton that you pulled the Spider-Man mask out of your pants and pulled it on after the touchdown. And you got fined $4,000. And I'm like... Free Ireland. Why are we fining this guy? This is what makes the CFL fun. Let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, some that was kind of choreographed before the, the before the uh, week started. I think the new Spider-Man movie came out and I had a mask. And I said, I told my son, if I score, I'm going to put the Spider-Man mask on. You know, my mentality is scoring. I think I'm number 10 or number five in touchdowns in the CFL for receiving. So it's hard to score a touchdown. So my mentality is like, they got to stop me or I'm going to do something, not to disrespect the game, but just bring entertainment to the game. And when I did pull the mask out, the mask slid down my leg, so that's why it took me so long to pull it out. But I did get fined $4,000, $4,000 for that. If you see the video, I went to the side, I'm like, oh, man, where's the mask? And then I put it on on the sideline. It still got fined on the side, but then – the next time I did the Michael Jackson celebration, I got fined another thirty five hundred dollars and traded. I mean, but now they doing all type of stuff when they score a touchdown. It's some crazy. And that's <laughs> that's some pretty big cheese you were getting nailed too, right? How much were those fines? Oh, yeah, four thousand, thirty five hundred, fifteen hundred. And then Bart Andrews came in. And he said, "You can do whatever you want to." And that's when I did the Michael Jackson. I guess he didn't like that. And <laughs> they trade me and then <laughs> but I love touchdown celebrations because it's hard to score a touchdown, man, in life and even on the field. <laughs> oh, I yeah, and that you hey, and you need to celebrate those wins. Right? That's what I that's what I don't get. But now that you talk about Bart Andrus, he got so much crap up here, as you know. And I think he's coaching in the spring league now, isn't he, or something? Um, who is your favorite coach? Oh, my favorite coach would definitely have to be, uh, let me see, <laughs> Dave Ritchie. Wow. That is one of the, my favorite guys. Dave Ritchie, when I came to Winnipeg, oh, man, he just, he said, too legit to quit. That was his motto. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Ritchie, Dave Ritchie and Coach LaPolice, those guys, Pinball Clemens, Coach Austin, Stubler, Don Matthews, Wally Buono. Man, some great coaches I had a chance to play with and uh, be successful. I learned a lot from those players. I left the NFL to play in Canada. I didn't want to go back to the NFL because I didn't want to just be a number. I wanted to come up here because 
Can't, when I went to Winnipeg, I was like, man, this is amazing how the fans love you so much and so much respect for you for what you do. To leave your country and come up here and play for their country and be successful, it's amazing. Man, I love Canada. I have dual citizenship now, and I love it. As director of international scouting, I love it, man. I, I talk to the CFL teams now and let them know that I have players for them. And, uh, yeah, man, it's just going up from there. I deal with artists. I have a I have a talented singer right now that I'm representing. I'm a manager. Her name is Sarah Eske. And any CFL team out there or any professional team looking for somebody to sing the Canadian National Anthem or the American National Anthem, she's ready. Sarah Eske, that's one of my clients. All right. I love it. Hey, tell us the story about loonies and toonies. What's, what's the hip-hop part of your story? Okay, so uh, 2009, um, I used to host boat parties in Toronto uh, before the season started. And uh, Walter Payton's son, Jared Payton. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. He, wore number, he wore number two when we played for the Toronto Argonaut. And I said, Jared, what's up? You heard about I said, well, what's up, Big Tooney? Because he wore number two. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Tony, what's that? I said, Looney's and Tony's, Looney's and Tony's. You ain't heard Looney's? I said, Canadian money. He's like, no. So me and my team from Kansas City, MMR Worldwide, went back to Kansas City and made a song called Looney's and Tony's. And we we have four remixes to the song now. You can get it on iTunes and CD Baby, Looney's and Tony's by Mr. Moneymaker. I'm co-author of the track. But our company also made five songs for the CFL. The Toronto Argonauts play the song. The Cats have a song we made for them. The BC Lions played it when we won the Great Cup. Uh, we have one for the Rough Riders and Calgary that hasn't been released. That We have it, but we just never played it for anybody yet. So it's, it's, it's a song that they need to play when the league starts up and have it playing at their stadiums. You know, it's for the country. The Loonies and Toonies is for the Canadian country. It's Canadian currency. And the songs is for the Canadian football league. That's what I wanted to give back and show my love and appreciation for what they gave me opportunity to continue playing football and fulfill my my dreams of playing pro football. That's always been my dream to play professional basketball or professional football in uh, Canada, fulfill my dream. And now I'm living here and I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, man, the CFL fans love you. There's no doubt about that. And uh, we played the song on the show the other day. We're just going gonna to regularly play it here, Arlen, so don't worry. We got you. 94 career touchdowns, by the way, for you. Do you remember where you went, when, what was your best year for touchdowns? Do you remember? Because I got it right in front of me. Uh, 2006. 2002. With Dave Ritchie oh. and the, those Warriors – the Blue Bombers, you had 12. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Your, your rookie year, you guys went to the Grey Cup, and one of my closest friends, Mike Abu-Meshrick, was on that team, as you well know. Um, talk about talk about that Grey Cup, if you don't mind. And then I'll let you go. That was amazing in Montreal. I was there on the sidelines. Wasn't that great? Oh, man, that was – I mean, it was my first year in the CFL, so – we had Charles Robert, Kahari Jones was the MVP, Milt went on. I mean, I was, I was in a group, a uh, uh, high class, I'm from defense to offense to Bob Cameron to Troy Westwood to McGriggs to Jerome Bowden. I mean, to, I mean, the coaching staff, we had, we was, I think, 14 and four. We had the best team in the league 
and we got our punt blocked in the great cup. Oh, it was so sad. It was Oh man, I could have had three rings, but you know what? I'm good with two. So well, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That well, was a tough pill to swallow. In, in it wasn't job, just man. the punt block. You ran into Vince Danielson and Mark Bowrichter and uh, a pretty good Calgary team. Yeah, as I recall, like I said, that's right. Marcus Crandall too, right? MC, <laughs> MC, leading an eight and ten team to a great cup. I love Sizzle. Love that guy, Arlen. We're going to let hey, you, you go. You know what I love about the CFL is what? that so in Winnipeg 2001, when I played in the Great Cup, I was going against uh, uh, Wally Buanoff. And then in 2004, when I went to the Great Cup, I was going against Wally Buanoff and Beatty. And then 2011, I'm with Wally Buanoff when we win a championship. It's amazing to see it. You don't hear about that in the NFL. This is the CFL is amazing. If it's they a... merge, people just got to say, hey, man, you know, it's, it's better for the league. Maybe we can look at these salaries and say, man, that guy's making 200000 instead of 80000 now by this merger. You know what I mean? To bring the value and make the country a little more richer. You know what I'm saying? So uh, if absolutely. they do it, it's good. If they don't, it's all good. Double the money, the league will be double as great. Double the jobs. Let's go. But uh, they're telling me we got to go to a commercial break. So uh, AB3, keep in touch, my man, and continued success. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Much appreciated. Love y'all, man. Love you too, buddy. Doing your thing, Mr. Peterson. Same to you. (laughs) Arlen Bruce III joining us from Edmonton, and that guy is a true Hall of Famer right there. Human being as well as football player. We'll be right back with a sports update and more. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 503 of the RP Show continues Canada's daytime sports talk show. Just checking in from uh, some of our viewers on that last interview there with Arlen Bruce the third, Ryan Baracco, our tech producer. Great chat with Arlen. What a guy. Oh. Mandy in Edmonton. Yeah, I respect he was prepared in the limo, business cards, ring and all. Hey, he's got stuff locked down. William May and Lloyd Minster. That was a good interview. Love the stories. Good job. Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg. You're awesome, Arland. One of the best. We'll get to more of these. But I did get a text message from a football guy. I'm not going to say who. But he said, Arland's lawsuit against the CFL for concussions may keep him out of the Hall of Fame. And don't worry, I'm not going to tell people who, who you are who wrote me. And that's unfortunate. Very well-publicized lawsuit that went up to the Supreme Court. I don't even think it's been settled yet. I don't think. <sighs> Could or should that keep him out of the Hall of Fame? I struggle with that. My first instinct is, no, it shouldn't. you got to be able to separate that. You know, I think if he's going to court on something, it's for a reason. I think, you know, you like to take it at its merits and understand that he's trying to make the game better and make the game safer and set a precedent moving forward. But if he, if the whole time he's going to court, he's slandering the CFL, right. And, you know, bad talk in the league and the people involved, then I understand why you'd keep him out of the hall of fame. I, I get that, but we saw here, he loves the CFL. He's a champion for the CFL. He's proud of the CFL. 
right? So I think the the lawsuits, it's kind of one of those, like, a, it's not offending you here. I'm not, nothing against you here, but I'm just it's trying business. to. It's business, right? So I think we separate that, and I don't think there's a chance it should keep him out of the Hall of Fame, but I understand that it might. I get that side of it. But clearly he loves yeah. the league and he's proud of it. And I think that should be enough to, you should be proud to have him in your Hall of Fame. I don't know about anything outside of sports because I spent my whole life in sports. But when you're getting screwed, it's, it's just business. When you're <laughs> screwing them, it's how dare you? Depends what side of the uh, Coin you're loony on. Yeah. and toony you're on. <laughs> yes. Brady Leovold's watching. He says, uh, the former hockey pro. Same with hockey. We're so far behind. His performance can't be taken away from him. It's not like we're talking about steroids here or performance-enhancing drugs. It's a different conversation. That's right. Mark Zosel writes in, says, nice bunny hug, Rod. Go Knights. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be in a glass case of emotion later on today. From uh, John in Winnipeg, John Ohm. Ohm. Arlen earned it on his stats to be in the Hall of Fame. I said it earlier, 94 career touchdowns, two Great Cup championships, three-time All-Canadian, five-time Divisional All-Star. What more do you need? Find multiple times. Maybe that's what's keeping Matthew Barnaby out of the Hall of Fame. Did we ever think about that? How about Maybe. that? <laughs> uh, Chuba Hubbard's watching. He says advocating for player safety makes him more deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. Where's Rick Regan on that? How about that? Allie from Edmonton. Aloha, RP Show. From downtown Edmonton, you did a great job in addressing the teachable moment yesterday. Awesome win by the Islanders and great article in the Regina Leader Post today on Darren DuPont. Go Vegas Knights and have a great day. We're recruiting everybody over to the Golden Knights Nation. That's right. You've seen that, right? That's Canada's right. team. How about you? Golden Knights? I'm kind no, of feeling it. Oh, in that feel newspaper. I'm feeling it. No, 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 in the newspaper. That yeah, was nice. Marie McCormick did a, did a nice little piece, uh, and it was really good. We had a little sit-down, Jeez, uh, it feels like a weeks and weeks ago. Because it was. And the, and the pictures uh, and stuff, and it was nice. It was fun to tell the story, you know, about what we're doing here. And, you know... What the heck was that? <laughs> Are we getting into it? I'll continue. We can. Um, but yeah, no, it was, re- it was really good. You know, just talking about where we are with the show and what I'm doing with DuPont Media and kind of my evolution as, as, you know, getting into the entrepreneurship side of it, the business side and the broadcast side. It was fun. Pick it up. It's cool. The uh, Queen City newspaper, the edition this weekend. Randy Butler writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line at 306-840-8777. He says, uh, just curious, will your show be delivering some highlight info about the incoming Euro Cup? Starts this Friday. Go Netherlands. I would say highly unlikely. Ready for a sports update? The New York Islanders will meet the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup semifinals for the second year in a row. Brock Nelson scored twice as the Islanders beat the Bruins 6-2 to claim their second series in six games. The Western Hockey League announced Everett Silvertips goalie Dustin Wolf has won his second Dell Wilson Memorial Trophy as WHL Goalie of the Year. A prospect of the Calgary Flames, he helped the Tips claim the U.S. Division Championship as he recorded a league-best 18 wins this year. Meanwhile... Regina Pats forward Connor Bedard has won the Jim Piggott Memorial Trophy as WHL Rookie of the Year. Avi. 
in 15 games with Regina. The 15-year-old recorded 28 points before joining Team Canada's gold medal winning entry at the IIHF World Under-18s in Texas. Chris Paul had 17 points and 15 assists without a turnover. Devin Booker added 18 and 10 rebounds. And the Phoenix Suns routed the Denver Nuggets 123-98 to take a 2-0 lead in the NBA Western Conference semifinals. And Randall Grichuk hit a long home run, and the Blue Jays took advantage of a season-high four errors by Chicago as well as the bases-loaded walk to beat the AL Central-leading White Sox 6-2. Grichuk's drive was 451 feet. That was a comedy of errors last night, by the way. Did you see uh, Vladdy's error at first base? It was mm. the second of the season. Two hands, man. We call that alligator arms when we're teaching the kids. <laughs> yes. you got to get two hands on the ball. Uh... Garrett Cole got back on track with six sharp innings, and Giancarlo Stanton hit two of the Yankees' four home runs to fuel a 9-6 victory over the Minnesota Twins. Garrett Cole won for the first time in three starts. He reserved two of his nine strikeouts for the bringer of rain, who recently questioned whether Cole and other pitchers have unfairly helped their cause with sticky substances. The sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store owner uh, open at the corner of Rochdale and Pasqua. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Viewer takeover next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back. It's what we call viewer takeover, and uh, we're going to get to that right away because we got a lot of questions coming in from our viewers. That's the secret sauce of this show, but we do have breaking news today. Edmonton Oilers Captain Connor McDavid, Toronto Maple Leafs Center Austin Matthews, and Colorado Avalanche forward Nathan McKinnon have been named the finalists for the 2021 Hart Trophy. That came down from the NHL this morning. The award is given out annually by the NHL to the player adjudged to be the most valuable to his team. And I don't need to get into the stats of all those guys. Because you all know them. Who won? Who, who's winning? McDavid. McDavid. 100 points in 56 games. Not bad. Yeah, but there's a case, there's a case to be made for McKinnon as the best player in the league, what he's doing in the playoffs. I mean, but that doesn't mean he's deserving of the Hart Trophy. That's for sure. McDavid had the best season by far. Breaking news. Prince Albert Raiders goaltender and former Pats goalie Max Paddock has committed to the Acadia Axman. How about that? Okay. How about that? As John Paddock's nephew. Um, when I say it's viewer takeover, don't mind me. I just got to get my computer fixed or the right screen up here. William May is watching in Lloydminster, Canada's only border city. And he says, Rod, what's your all-time sports memory? All-time best? There are too many. Off the top of your, like, listen, obviously the greatest day in the history of this province was the 2013 Grey Cup, but I had the good uh, fortune of broadcasting that Grey Cup victory for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. But when I go back, I think about the 1980 Memorial Cup, the Memmer, to go with my dad and my brothers. I was six. That's where I first fell in love with God's team, the Regina Pats. Which I divert off another thing, but you know Jeff Hunt, 
was the owner of the Ottawa 67s, the Ottawa Red Blacks, the uh, Fury soccer team. He and I got to be real good, close friends fast. And he said, kids gravitate. I mean, that's when you begin your fandom, Darren. Yeah. And people said, Jeff, how did you take the Ottawa 67s from 1,500 fans a game to 9,000 fans a game? Plus, they won a Memorial Cup in his time. And he said, marketing to the kids. The cartoon logos, the... You know, the autograph signings, that's where I fell in love with that team was the Memorial Cup in 1980. But it's a lifetime of memories. Could you be nailed down to just one? Ah, it's so tough. It's I was hard. at the 2013. That was really cool because I was with my brother. Um, the run that we went on with the Kindersley Clippers when I was my first, second year calling play-by-play, went to the league final and then ran into the uh, buzzsaw that was Dean Brockman and the Humboldt Broncos. That was a fun memory, being so close with the team. But for me, there's two. As a fan, the 2002 Olympics, watching that, I still have a DVD that I probably watch every three or four months, mm-hmm. probably a few times a year. I'll watch that game. 2002 Olympics for me, because those are all my hockey heroes. And then... It was the, I think it was the 2017, the 81st Hardy Cup, UBC in Calgary in Calgary when Nico DeFonte hit that, what, 59-yard field goal to win, and it was back and forth right at the end. That was, that was my favorite sporting memory being there, was that, uh, that Hardy Cup, University of Canada West uh, football championship in Calgary. That was it. That was a great day. That was so good. That was the record-breaking field, uh, field goal, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Field goal to win. Yeah. Um, there's questions coming in about the Ottawa Red Blacks player. And uh, the situation there that's, that's not good, an assault allegation involving the player and the members of the LGBT community. We're going to talk about that next hour because I don't want to rush that. Um, DG in Saskatoon writes in and says, Dear TSN, get Arlen Bruce III on the CFL on TSN panel when things get back running. Very well-spoken, very intelligent, loves the game, loves Canada, extremely connected, and would explain things on the air very well. That was very entertaining. We only put people on the air that are entertaining. So too does TSN, by the way. And they're do- I think they're doing pretty well. What they would probably say is, we like our panelists. I would think. Yeah, no, they know. would. And their panel is great. I was thinking that, though, when Ireland was on. I'm like, he should be on a panel somewhere. Wow. Think and- about this. Think about this. Henry Burris. Th- th- they have not televised a game since Henry Burris left the panel, and he's already coached one full season in the National Football League. Just think about that for a second. Wow. And we didn't even kick this around. Next hour, should all CFL players be allowed to sign in the NFL next year? We'll talk about that in the hour two kickoff. More hockey stuff. Faceoff is coming. Knights and Avs. Hour two is coming too, right after this break on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.